What's up, Fan Bros? This is your boy DJ Ben Amin, and on this episode of Fan Bros Show, we discuss Transformers making all the money in the world, the media getting it half right with Constantine being British but Moses being white. <laughs> no, that's the media getting it all wrong, Chico. So on this episode of Fan Bros Show, that's what we'll be talking about. Go ahead and press play, but wait, you're already pressing play because you're already listening. Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. And welcome, internets, to another episode of Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans or something to that extent. It's your boy, DJ Ben Amin, a.k.a. the Butcher of Names, the William Shatner of Hip Hop, Kevin Bacon of the Internets, and also known as DJ Scroll. And I'm in the spaceship tonight on this episode of Fan Bros Show. It's a very special episode tonight because we are joined by our returning co-host. Just Chico Leo. Just Chico Leo? I don't have I don't have all these honorifics like you and like the Khaleesi and Tatiana who have all these. Black Rogue. You don't even yeah. have a Star Trek name? No, I, I gotta come up with it. Although on, I, I like need... I like the Black Russian with Tatiana, like yeah. that one I really like. Um, you need a Star Trek name. I need a Star Just Trek. Just choose name. one. Come on, buddy. Right now, we've got a Worf, we've got a Spock. Um, who's we've... Worf? Worf is who's Worf? I want to say Just Blaze is Worf. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Well, Just Blaze dope. is Worf. Um, we have our engineer Samir, who is Scotty the engineer. He is Scotty the engineer. Yes. absolutely. Um, he's working as fast as he can, Kipton. Um, I guess I I, I could be um, Wesley. I, could be, I was gonna be Quark. <laughs> Quark. Quark from uh, Deep Space Nine. Okay, I don't know that one. Oh no, he's dope. He's he's like the bartender who's. He's not the Ferengi, to... is he? Yeah, he's the Ferengi. Oh, nice. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'll be Quark. Quark. All right, yeah. that works. That works. Well, welcome to the spaceship again, Quark, right. aka Chico Leo. That's right. So I'm the first of my nicknames. <laughs> nice. The, the hip hop Quark. Yeah. Or rap game Quark. Rap rap game Quark. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> rap game Quark. Yeah. yeah, that works better. Nice. All right. Well, this is Fan Bros Show, the voice of the urban geek, and we are here with this jam-packed episode of news, information, all that good stuff. Started off, man, just like we started off last week. It seems to be that I don't know what's going on, Chico, but pilots are leaking left and right. Trucks just keep pulling up to my apartment and dropping off video cassettes. That's how old school this is. I get it on VHS tape. Right. And yeah, I managed to catch a copy of the Constantine coming soon on NBC. Well, not coming soon, coming for like a few months, actually. But the pilots out there, internets. Somebody drove a truck up to my house, dropped it off. I watched it. Well, they want to let tastemakers like you get a get a sample of the taste and then uh, let I the spread people the good know. word. Exactly. I, I can understand that. I do happen to be a tastemaker. Let me pop my collar on that right. one. And yeah, I watched Constantine. I'm not as overly hyped as I was by the Flash, even though both of them have kind of the same problem. Like they're both network TV shows. And you can tell that you're watching network TV. You know, it has like the dead giveaways. Like we're about to go to a commercial right, right now. Here's right. something dramatic. Right. You know, and things of that nature. I do. I'm not the biggest Constantine reader. I've read, you know, a smattering of his books here and right. there. You know, issues somewhere around. You know, a lot of different issues. A lot of the classics I've definitely read. And dude seems to be pulling it off very well. I know he's not supposed to have a straight London accent, right? It's supposed to be um. Well, he's he's British, British, but he's not from London. He's not from London, but it but the comic, a lot of the comic took place in London. But you're right; yeah. I don't think he's from London. Wales, so, I think. Uh, oh, I, I don't, uh, I'm not sure where he's from, but but it is a British dude. It's not. Yeah. It's not Keanu uh, Keanu Reeves. Oh dude. no, no, this is far and above right. better than Keanu Reeves. Right. right off the bat, dude definitely resembles Constantine right. down to a T. They won't let him smoke cigarettes on the show because it's network television right. once again, and you know that's just banned from TV pretty much. And that was a major plot thing in 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 the comic. Oh yeah. So he develops cancer, and right? Everything. So he gets lung cancer and actually ends up like having to make deals with the devil. Yeah, to beat to it. Get at, to beat it, and he does. So Constantine in the comics originally started. He was created by Alan Moore as a supporting character in Swamp Thing, yep. and he based him on Sting. Yeah, the, definitely. Yeah. So yep. and then he got his own comic. 
um, after Alan Moore left it, and I believe Jamie Delano was the writer, but um, it's now it's now it's still running, and it's now Vertigo's longest running comic. Uh, up until a couple months ago, they actually ended Constantine. Oh, did they? Yeah, oh, they, I, didn't I mean, even the whole know Vertigo that, yeah. line is pretty much done. Okay, and they ended Constantine and brought him into the regular into DC, the DC universe. universe, right? And uh, I've heard the new comic isn't bad, but it doesn't definitely have that same edge because right. people, the original Vertigo comic was some raw deal mess. Like, yeah. Constantine is like, he's not a network character. You know, he's definitely more of a HBO or a late night character. He I, curses, I he drinks, he cheats, he does everything. He does deals with the devil to get what he wants. And everyone around him ends up dying. Like, yes. He's actually generally like, you, you're not so much a good guy, like he's an anti-hero, mm -hmm. but he's definitely, everyone he fights is definitely bad. Yep. But innocent people constantly everyone around him gets not just killed but usually dragged off into hell for like an eternity of getting tortured by demons it's not a good look to be no. around Constantine. no basically. it's not <laughs> that that's the whole thing another thing garth ennis got his start well he got his start writing for british comics 2000 ad but here he got his start writing for constantine and uh that's when i started reading it was when he it was hellblazer is the con was what it was called but the um John Constantine Hellblazer. Yep. And so Garth Ennis has gone on off to do a lot of famous, you know, the Punisher Preacher. Preacher. Yeah, exactly. Man. Yep. How was his Constantine? Because I I thought I, it was great actually. And he he had a lot of for a lot of the time the guy who drew um who drew Preacher also drew his Constantine. Derek Robertson? No, 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 that's, it was, that's, that's the Punisher. Or no, or no, no, no. That or that was That's the boys. That's the yeah, boys. Yeah, that's the boys, yeah. exactly. Um I've been rereading that lately. It's Glenn something, and I'm I'm blanking on the name. Glenn Fabry. I no, he no. did the he did the covers. That's Dang right. It. Glenn Fabry did the covers, so maybe it's not Glenn. <laughs> well, I'm forgetting what the name of the artist was, but he was really dope. And they went off after he left uh, Constantine. They went off and created Preacher, which is a really dope comic. If you haven't checked it, which out. is also coming to AMC, right, with a Seth Rogen show. Which, uh, with yeah. wait, but not Seth Rogen playing. No, no God, no. no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, well, he played, you know, Green Hornet. Green right? Hornet. No. I mean, God, no. Did you not... ever see that? Yeah, I saw Green Hornet. I, I never you didn't? saw it. No, it's not nearly as bad as people make it out to be. It's one right. of those movies that you can watch on a Sunday afternoon and not be mad at yourself. Right. You know? All right. It's so not great. I but... might check it out then. Yeah, I saw uh, the Rocketeer recently. Right. And it's about on that level. Right. See, I, I remember talking about the Rocketeer once, and I remember liking the Rocketeer tier um but you know i didn't know how it held up or i know. watched it recently and it's it's terrible it's, but it's good and terrible yeah, you know, it's, it's like a decent you know 80s comic book you yeah, know definitely the nazis are villains and you know it's very clear cut uh yeah. what's her name's breasts are in full display yeah, yeah jennifer connelly at pretty um, much uh, yeah. every moment yes. she definitely her acting skills have developed since yes. then while her breasts were in full regalia right. in fact, at the I moment, think they've gone. They've they've actually uh, whatever the opposite of developed is they regressed. Yeah, uh, exactly. Well, you know, I would think strain on her back, but yeah, Constantine is you know it's a good show. Look out for it when it comes out in September. I'm definitely looking forward to it. I'm hyped just because, like I say, the dude definitely resembles Constantine. He's playing him well. He's a British actor. His accent is in full effect. He's not. You know, smoking and drinking through every moment, but he's definitely the anti-hero of the show, and it's definitely a dark show by even by NBC standards. Like it's, you know, and pretty it's, dark. He's a magician, like yeah, so. There's stuff with there's magic, magic there's, there's, there's demons, demons. Oh, in the okay, very first yeah. episode. Um, right. Walt from Lost. I can never remember the actor's name, but Walt from Lost. Um, no, not Walt. Michael. Oh, Michael's Michael, the right, father. Right, right. Yeah, 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 Michael yeah. plays his angel guardian. Right. So you know, it's got all that in the first episode. You're already seeing everything. You know, angels, demons. I think he was doing some drinking. He wasn't doing any smoking, but there was right. definitely some drinking involved. So, yeah, Constantine looks like a pretty good show. You know, pilot fell into my lap. Thank you, NBC, for that shout-out. You know, I'll continue to report on it when the show starts. And also, in other news this week, we talked about this before, but we're all going to Comic-Con. Chico, how you feeling? I'm psyched. I'm yeah, psyched to go back man. to Comic-Con. We're going to go try on some new kilts. Yeah, I plan to buy a kilt this Are year. Word right? life. Yep, yeah, yep. I, want, I want that uh, camouflage kilt. Right. Shout out to those dudes who made those kilts. Right. We need to have them on the show because your prices were a little... They were a little up they there. They were. I yeah. mean, they tried to come with, you know, well, everything was made in the USA and they're handmade and all this and, you know. But word up, fan bros. You see me at this New York Comic Con, I am getting my hands on a kilt. That right. is my word. Follow me. Find me. DJ Ben Amin. 
You'll see. So you, everyone has to hold him to that. A few months from now, when we uh, when oh we yeah, no, hold, hold me to that. Yeah. Camouflage kilt. Right. That is what I'm going for. That is my main thing. Other than the interview, you know, and it being the extravaganza that is New York Comic Con. Right. I plan to get me a kilt. And I think we have a better sense now. I think you know that was a little bit of a dry run last Definitely. year. Definitely. I think we we're, we're gonna we're gonna hit it even harder. And be, you know, slightly more organized with, you know, our time because it's kind of, you know, and it's big. And so you, you're running all over the place. And while this is going on, that is happening. And uh, we're going to we'll be, be able to organized. marshal our forces. We'll have a little bit of a better meetup than the, than we had last time. Definitely. I actually we're actually in the pre-planning stages of organizing a Fan Bros event. During Comic Con, right. maybe not during, not at the Javits Center, but right. at an off-site location. You know, have some drinks, Trump doing your costume. I think that's meet a the good, fan yeah, bros. That's a good plan. I might spin a few records. You right. know, it, it'll be a nice little brouhaha. Absolutely. So New York Comic Con coming soon. And speaking of that, also we will be having a much bigger force this year, as one of our writers, Maya, will be attending. Right. She'll be running around, you know, helping us out. I think uh, Flicker Rachi might make an appearance, Tid Fury. So the Fan Bros team is going to be a little bit larger this year, and we'll definitely be able to handle more things. Well, it's like the X-Men went from five to, like, you know, A million damn mutants. Yeah, basically. We never stop growing. And speaking of growing, FanBros.com is always looking for more writers, more artists. We have some fan art on the way. We have a series of doodles coming that's our first fan art submission. We're about to start adding to fanbros.com, a daily doodle covering all kind of geek culture, you know, because we're the voice of the urban geeks, and fanbros.com reflects that. But if you would like to write for fanbros, or if you'd like to submit some art or a video, a rap song about the fanbros. Fanbros! Yeah, <laughs> you know, we need a remix to our theme song. Anything that you think will help the fanbros in our mission to take over the world, hit us at contact at fanbros.com that's contact at fanbros.com and while you're on that fanbros website make sure you slide on over to the right look over there there's a beautiful donate button press it click it donate for less than the price of a cup of coffee per day you can help the fanbros stay in business that's right and we won't have to have a telethon, even though I am dying to have a telethon because Maceo said he's down. We're going to get sticky fingers. Just Blaze might come in here. So, you know, we might have to pull off a tele- telethon right before New York Comic Con. That's a good plan. I like that. Uh, you know, whatever happened with, uh, what was that, that web? We did that. There was that live appearance where you were Robot Man and, you know, Laughster. You tel- yeah, Laughster. You yeah, do a telethon ne- through Laughster. You know, there is an idea. There you know? is an idea. Because yeah, I thought the Laughster thing was pretty cool. You it, had, you know. And that would be an easy way to set it up. That's right. a great idea See, right there. there. Here's another idea. You're talking about having, you know, helping Fambros take over the world. Um, I've been seeing on the news lately, there's uh, a big something that's happening in the country right now is that a lot of the equipment that was used in Iraq and Afghanistan is being given to police departments all over the country. And there's there's this militarization of police departments, which is really whack, like local cop, you know, police stations getting tanks and APCs. Well, the fan bros should get a tank or an APC <laughs> from the U.S. Army. And if you think you should, everyone out there should call your congressperson, your congressman, and and suggest that fan bros be given some equipment. Let's not worry about issues like net neutrality. Right. Well, you, you know, know, no, exactly. No, we want the fan. We got to drive around in, in, a, in, in, in an MRAP. Yeah. <laughs> Would listen to fan bros exactly, right on the side. Exactly. We'll paint some dope colors and, you know. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> It'll be all about love, not war. But in the meantime, you can also support us. We have some huge news besides hitting that donate button. I've been waiting for weeks to announce this. The fan bros store is about to be in effect. We are launching our online web store coming soon. This week, by the time you hear this episode even, the store should be in effect at fanbros.com. We'll be selling t-shirts, coffee mugs, stickers, pillowcases, all kind of stuff. We got our Listen to Fan Bros shirts, which everyone has been waiting on. 
Chico Leo still waiting on his. I'm still waiting on mine. That's how we do around here. We're going to let our listeners get one before even right. all the hosts get one. That's how much we love our listeners. And speaking of that, we also have a new design. We have Listen to Fan Bros. We have our logo t-shirts, the fresh circular fanbros.com logo. And our first design by our social media intern himself, Ty the Robot, who I got to give a special salute to. Ty the Robot has taken over the Instagram account, the Twitter account, and he is handling them both like a professional champ. Salutes, Ty. He also designed our first uh, theme shirt, I would say. Right. My mayor is a dog celebrating our- Sam Merlot. Sam Merlot, which we spoke about on this week's special delivery episode and the spinoff show that we are trying to push for HBO. My mayor is a dog, The Adventures of Sam Merlot. You can get the t-shirt. We'll have the design up on fanbros.com so you can see it, but you'll be able to order it by the time you hear this episode. So go ahead, go over to fanbros.com, hit the donate button, then go grab yourself some swag, some gear, all that good stuff. So for the past 250 years or so, July 4th has been known as when like America declared independence from uh, Britain. Yep. But for the next 250 years, it's going to be known as the time that the Fanbros <laughs> store opened. <laughs> And with that bit of hubris, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back with more fan bros. Hey, this is Shannon Lanier, and when I'm not interviewing celebrities, I'm hanging out with the celebrities at the fan bros. Oh, I want to do that. And welcome back, fan bros, to this very special episode of Fan Bros Show. It's your boy DJ Ben Amin. I'm joined by Chico Leo. No need to reintroduce ourselves, even though we just did. But we're right here, and, you know, we were talking about the Rocketeer. We were talking about uh, Green, Green Hornet. Hornet. Yep. And it brought up a great topic that our fantastic writer, Aisha Elaine, wrote this week on fanbros.com. She has a very dope article. I suggest you all check it out. Her top 15 guilty pleasure movies. And so we wanted to ask the fanbros, you know, we talked a little about this last week. We asked them what was their best worst movie, as I like to call it. But what is your favorite guilty pleasure movie? What were some of the movies she had on this list, Chico? So it's an interesting list because there's some movies on here that I actually legitimately like. There's some movies on here I haven't seen, and there's some movies on here that definitely deserve the worst and guilty. Guilty, uh, yeah, guilty. guilty term more than pleasure. But she starts out with Batman Forever, um, which is one of the two really bad Joel Schumacher yes. Batmans. And I, I don't, I'm not sure which one it is. I think it's the one with. Uh, Schwarzenegger and Poison Ivy. No, and- that's that's Batman and Robin. This is the one with um, Two Face and the Riddler. Right, you're right. You're yeah. right. It's uh, it is Two Face and the Riddler, and that one's not too bad actually. It's you know it's not too great. No, but it's not. So too is bad. that that's George Clooney, not or mm-hmm. that's Val Kilmer. That's Val Kilmer. Yeah, I just I really didn't like either of those, so I don't I can't I have a hard time. I saw each of them once in the I will in the theaters. Yeah, but um I I have a hard time differentiating them. They're not too. That point. one's not too bad, and I actually think that uh, Batman and Robin is like gets way more hate than it deserves. Right. When you look at it as being like a super campy, you know, ridiculous movie, it it lives up to that. Yeah, but I it was at a point where I just feel like you know the camp thing. I I, I don't know. I have I have I have a harder time with. I mean, all right. Well, the next movie on our list is Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion, which is campy. Yeah, but. That's okay. You yeah. Know, I actually saw that in the theaters as well. I, wow. I remember like it. It takes that. a real man to admit that. Yes, I did. I did. <laughs> um, actually, I saw a lot of these in the theaters. I saw, it's I, taking a real man to admit a lot of this. I saw Mighty Morphin Power Rangers wow. in the theaters. <laughs> and, 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 I, and folks, just before you don't get it twisted, Chico Leo is not of the generation that grew up watching no. Mighty Morphin on TV. No, let's see. It came out in 1995. I was Don't tw- tell him. I was 22 <laughs> when I saw it. I did have a free pass to see it. I had I had a free. It was a free pass. I I did. I had not watched the show. Um, 
But uh, I will say the high point of the movie was all the little kids in the audience constantly running up to the screen and doing all their Power Rangers moves in the front of the. In the oh, front that's of the awesome! It was awesome. <laughs> like literally, at no point was there not some like five-year-old charging up and doing various moves while the movie was playing ah, in front of the screen. That is great. Yeah. So audience involvement, little call and response. So Lost World Jurassic Park. I'm I'm one of the few people who like the Jurassic Park movies more each movie. It goes. I'm like, giving you the blankest of stairs. I know. I like the first one the least, and I like the second one a little more, and the third one even more, because each one features more dinosaurs and less people. Ah, okay. And the second one has one of the most amazing scenes in movies. There's where um, what what's her face? Not not Julie Juliet Julianne Moore. She's like on broken glass on like a trailer. And the glass is slowly breaking. The trailer has been pushed over the cliff. There's two Tyrannosauruses pushing, slowly pushing the trailer <laughs> over the cliff. And, like, the glass is slowly breaking beneath her. And I just thought it was one of the more, like, intense, like... Action sequences. Yeah, yeah. like, you know... Um, and, again, um, that one has the Tyrannosauruses coming to, like, San Diego and eating somebody's dog in the, in their backyard. Uh, the Lost World, that, that towards the end, the Tyrannosaurus yeah. has actually come to yeah. San, San Francisco, Diego. Yeah, San Diego, or, yeah. yeah. So I, I'm, I'm a pretty big, I mean, I don't know if, I mean, I feel like that one You're in a minority. the pleasure than, than, than the guilty. Uh, I don't know, it's a little guilt in there. So here's where it gets interesting. She has both Bring It On and Sugar and Spice on the on the list, <laughs> neither of which did I see in the theaters, but both of which I have seen. Yep. I definitely liked Bring It On a Bring lot Bring It On more. is awesome, yeah, folks. I like yeah. Bring It On quite End a bit. End of story. There's no hating on that movie. I didn't really like Sugar and Spice that much. Sugar and Spice is like a bunch of cheerleaders are a, do a... Uh, they become like bank robbers or something oh, like I've that. Oh, I've never seen that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um... And it's got who's that the 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 blonde girl from the um what it's like Mia or Mira it, she's the blonde girl from that movie with Kevin Spacey that and and Annette Benning that won all those Oscars like 10, 12 years American ago. Beauty yeah yeah Mia so Sorvino the, ex, no 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 Mia no? Sorvino's in uh, Romeo and Michelle's nice uh, this is uh, <laughs> I can't remember her name but anyway he, she's got both of those on there I do like Bring It On. I, I so I would consider that more of a straight up pleasure than a guilty pleasure, but sugar and spice is a, is a bit of a of, of of a guilty. I'm sorry, I didn't think this can't this would be us just critiquing her list. No, Although, no, I, I there actually, are some dope movies. Yeah, yeah, I have one on there that is not on her list, and I know a lot of fan bros are about to hate me for this, but Pitch Perfect. I've caught it on cable a couple oh, of times. Oh, yeah. Is that the recent one with, like, uh, the acapella? Yes. 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 And it is awesomely I terrible. S- I did see a little I, of it's, that. It's really yeah. bad, but at the same but time. But it, it sucks you in. Yes. It's yes. like a piece of candy. Like, you know you shouldn't be eating it, <laughs> yes. but it's like, oh, it tastes really good. I'm just going to chew it a little longer. At one point, they do an acapella rendition of No Diggity. Right. That that was the part that I saw, actually. And it's yeah. so bad yeah, that like I, exactly. it, it like jarred me out. Like I remember I was like typing something on my computer while watching it, and when I realized how bad their rendition of um, No Diggity was, I had to pause the DVR and rewind it just to make sure that I caught all the greatness. Yeah. Now that 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 that's a that's a legitimate guilty pleasure. Definitely. So the faculty, I kind of like the faculty. No. That's that's. Uh, Does Usher die in that? Um, I you know I don't I actually saw that you know when it when it came out again in the theaters but I did Robert Rodriguez direct that? Might have I'm not really sure. Um, I know she has the uh, bounce roll skate on. Yeah, see I never saw that. You never seen that roll bounce? Hey, all right, once again, fan bros, I'll admit to this one: roll bounce is a great movie. Right. Okay. Yeah, I'm not skate movie. Yeah, it's it's you know it's definitely better than um the other skate movie ATL. Oh yeah, I never saw that either. I got a great story about ATL. The woman I was dating at the time, we went and saw it in the theater. And she's not a big film connoisseur, you know, or anything. Not even a super geek or any of that stuff. We sit there and watch the movie. About 10 minutes in, she turns to me and she's like, is this movie going to get any better? (laughs) (laughs) And I had to say, no. No, it's not not getting any better. And this is 10 minutes in. Right. And it was just like... I want to say uh, Chris Robinson directed ATL, so I was shout out to him. You know, I like his work on music videos and stuff. But that's the problem with ATL; it's like one long music video, right. just you know, different music videos strung together. And ooh, yeah, the less said about that, the better. And Roll Bounce definitely takes the cake for 
So know, the, black stadium movies. There's a there's a movie What's Up Rockers that's about Guatemalan skateboard skateboarding <laughs> dudes in L. A. And there's a running joke where everyone keeps thinking they're Mexican and they're constantly oh, like, "Yo, we're not Mexican." Oh god. But it's I mean it's sort of a day in the life and they get involved with like you know rich white girls and go to like a rich like you know frat party and they get into fights and how is yada it? yada. I think it's pretty good. What's up it's, rockers? Yeah, what's up rockers? And it's uh it's yeah I mean it's about I mean there's like a legitimate you know sort of Central American skateboarding scene in in Los Angeles. I saw uh, when we asked best worst movies last week, we got a lot of shout outs from that. Uh, somebody mentioned Jim Cotta. Which I've never seen. Jim Cotta was a joint that I used to see in the uh, video store all the time, and would always pick up the box, look it over, but would never rent it. Did you ever see Jim Cotta? No. Oh yeah. Well, the cover was so awesome because it was a dude, you know, in his like old school white tights with the blue shirt, you know, gym clothes, you oh, know, yeah, like yeah, uh, yeah, gymnast yeah. clothes, right? Like the white pants with the suspenders, yeah. And then <laughs> yeah. you know the suspenders built into the pants. I don't know what you call those gymnasts. And he's on. So the, this is like 80s. Yeah, this is a, this yeah. is Jim Cotta is straight up 80s, yeah. and he's on uh, I don't know what you call that other thing. I want to say it's the horse. Yeah, it's a yep. gym thing. It's a horse with the two bars and the one bit thing, and you do all the little swings and spins on it. And he's on that thing, and he's fighting ninjas in full oh, ninja. Oh, that is dope. That's like the great one of the greatest covers now, ever made. The Mr. T cartoon, the, the you 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 saw the Mr. T cartoon, right? Cause I they, remember when it was out. Yeah, so he was for some reason is the leader of a team of gymnasts, <laughs> and they're all wearing that the, like that Outfit, what you're yes, talking yes. about exactly. <laughs> That's um, definitely a guilty pleasure. Yeah, yeah. Well. All right, um, Alicia Elaine, I, hopefully I didn't just butcher your name, even though that's what I do is to butcher names on Fanbros. Shout out to you. Shout out to everybody else who's been contributing articles to Fanbros.com. Shout out to everybody checking it out. You know, leave a comment. Tell us what your favorite guilty pleasure movie is, your best worst movie is. And we're going to take a quick break right there. We'll be right back with some more Fanbros. <laughs> Don't forget to follow us on SoundCloud, to like us on Facebook, and subscribe on iTunes. But what are they subscribing to? To Fan Bros. Awesome. Perfect. And welcome back, Fan Bros. This is Fan Bros Show. It's Ben Amin and Chico Leo all by our lonesome tonight. Shout out to Tatiana King Jones, the Black Russian, and Kimsonian Space Ghost producer, producer a.k.a. Vermithrasse Pejorative. Rap game, <laughs> Vermithats, pejorative to be precise. And I've got some big, big news that will depress anyone who believes in humanity at this point. Transformers Age of Extinction is the biggest opening of 2014. How is that possible? Because. How, I mean, how come more people go see that than go see the uh, X-Men Days of Future Past, like I, I does, or I mean, there's probably like three or four others. I, I mean, obviously, even Godzilla, which I'm sure was not that great. Like, I don't understand. Like, what what is it that goes through people's minds? Michael Bay, you know, whether you want to love him or hate him, has his finger on the pulse of what makes an action movie successful in America, and that seems to be by showing flags and helicopters in slow motion, and you know, babes. And, yeah, and explosions. robots and explosions. Explosions. Like, I mean, I could. I. I mean, yeah. So I. I don't. I barely made it through the first one. I made it through like a few minutes of the second one, and then that was it for me. I've seen the first and the second. The third one I've seen only in pieces. It's long as hell, and I couldn't pay attention through right. the whole thing. The fourth one I did not go see this weekend. I'm sorry, fan bros. I did get into into a nice argument today on Twitter or discussion. Shout out to whoever was uh, debating me today about whether or not Michael Bay is racist or not and sexist. I don't really care. My point was, I, you know, in the second movie, there was definitely some very borderline, at the least, racist, you know, stereotypical Transformers. I don't know if you, you said you barely jazz. saw Jazz? No, Jazz is in the first one. And that, right. I mean, that alone was, I mean, Jazz back in the day on the cartoons, right. you know, he was borderline then. Right, right. Of course, Michael Bay turned it up to 11. Right. And, you know, Jazz is all the way all over. Right. And he's the only Transformer to get killed. Right. In the first one. Black guy got to die first. Right. Even with robots. Even with robots. But in the second one, he has skids and mud flap. Yeah, all right. And yeah. they have gold teeth and they can't read. Right. And today I was told that they were more supposed to be a joke and like a caricature of Wiggers or 
you know, like those, you know, like a Justin Bieber type person. Right, you right, know, someone right. who wants to be down but isn't really from the culture. Right. And to me, it's like, that's like the worst. Like, that's your defense. Like, right. they were, oh, they were wiggers and not, right. you know, like that's your defense. Like, seriously, no. It's well established to Michael Bay, you know, definitely, while not racist, insensitive might be the best word yeah. for him. Because he's obviously, his sexism is like well documented. It's, He's a you know he's a quirky dude and people well, actually I also read that, that there's like you know there's like homophobia all over all his movies I mean I wow don't know that like yeah there's always constant you know like uh, so I I, I mean so it's I, like the opposite of Top Gun right right exactly yeah exactly <laughs> those who know about that reference will get right. that joke yeah um so Michael Bay you know whether insensitive or not is definitely I think the, the perfect the, word yeah. for him N- not caring rich white man right and exactly and he's taking it in how yep. can how I wouldn't care if I was him right my movie just opened to a hundred mil like whatever racism works for folks and it sells I mean I can't believe this the number what else what what were the other big blockbusters that came out this year oh Captain America two which yeah, it, so, yeah which it is barely good. beat it barely beat Captain America right. two was like ninety five million. They said that they've actually hyped it up to make it a hundred million, like it was really like ninety-seven million, you know, give or take a million. But even then, it still beat out Captain America, which right. was really great and my favorite action movie this year. Right, right, right. But yeah, man, Transformers Four, of course, you know, thanks to that, Transformer Five is already scheduled for two thousand sixteen. So Lord have mercy, more to come from Michael Bay and this franchise. Oh. And man, you know, I, I wish I had some good film news to follow that up with, but you know, it, it's it's getting into darker, or actually not darker territory, lighter, right, right, lighter, lighter territory. territory. As we, today on the internet, the first shots of Christian Bale as Moses, you know, that's like a sentence I should never have to say. Right. You know, Christian Bale as Moses should just never roll off a person's tongue. So it, it's important to realize that a very important part of the Moses story. Is that he's raised by Pharaoh, the Pharaoh of Egypt, yes. which is in Africa, yes. as Pharaoh's son. Yes. And doesn't, I don't even think they, he's supposed to know that he's adopted necessarily. No. <laughs> so, do you think that Christian Bale, do you think if an Egyptian person adopted Christian Bale, that, that their neighbors wouldn't be like, yo, who's that? Maybe the king like struck everyone blind. Right. Or something. I mean, so like that's an important part of the story. Um, that I feel like is you know worth mentioning. Yeah, I I I don't I don't know. Uh, Ridley Stroud is the director of right. this new movie. I can't remember the name. I really couldn't care. I I'd forgotten that it was even coming out, and then I saw the shots, and it was just one of those things where it's just like you just shake your head, like come right. on Hollywood, like this is not. Charlton Heston era, you know, right? We are, exactly, we are That's far the thing. removed. It was Sixty years later, Gee, it's been that long. I don't. Yeah, I feel like Ten, Commandments? Ten Commandments was in the nineteen fifties. I feel like. Wow. Yeah. So sixty yeah. whatever years later, and we're still doing this. Yeah. Christian Bale is still going to play friggin' Moses. Right. <sighs> There's no so. The one excuse, all right. So here's the one, and this it doesn't apply here. There's a whole thing about like Cleopatra and how Cleopatra is often played. So I have read that Cleopatra is descended from Alexander the Great. That Alexander the Great conquered Egypt. Yeah. Cleopatra is descended from him, and so that's why they don't have a black woman playing Cleopatra in some of these movies. So, so but, Alexander is great. You know, his DNA is that strong. That it overrides. Well, I don't know. I'm I'm just saying that that, that that's the <laughs> argument that people that, that people make. I'm not defending that argument. But this Moses stuff takes place before Alexander the Great. So there's no like there's no way that Christian Bale could pass as an Egyptian guy. And he, even if he was like adopted and not from the king, obviously is in the Bible story, he's not right. He still is a local to that right region, right. right? He didn't like come from Europe. No, you know? he's in the, he's of <laughs> Middle Eastern. You know, he's from Israel. Yeah, I mean, he's a Hebrew. Yes. Uh-huh. Um. You know, and so, yeah, I I, I don't um I, I I don't know. I mean, that's uh that's a little. You know, I only caught a little bit of of AM. Was it AMC? No, History Channel's uh Bible uh, yeah. thing. But that one, they seem to do a little. Like I saw the Samson sequence, and I had the dude who uh, who played like Zaros Zaron Doxus from uh, the first season of, uh, or the set for yeah, first season of uh, Game of Thrones. Yep. 
the con man who tried to take over Corinth. Oh, wow. He played So Samson? that was Samson. Like, nice. they definitely at least made some attempt. They made the devil look like Barack Obama. You know, like, they <laughs> yeah, that's, an, like, that's an attempt. You right. know, if we're going to have a black guy in here, be the devil. Right. Yeah, well, not yeah. just that. I mean, he really, I mean, looked like ridiculous. Barack. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, but, I, but yeah, I don't know. Christian, it just seems a little like, yeah. What, Egregious. What, it does. There, there's I mean, another word. It's, it's insensitive. It's, right. Yeah. Once again. And historically inaccurate. Yeah. Um, and speaking of historically inaccurate, that's it for film news. But in TV news, we also have something to report. Once again, Egypt coming up. Fox has canceled a show that I didn't even know was coming out. Uh, Hieroglyph, which made it to the pilot, got a pilot produced and everything, and then got canceled immediately. Did the pilot air? No. Oh, okay. So, yeah, this show, so shout out to everybody involved in that. Hopefully your work turns up on the internet somewhere because I didn't even know it was coming out. I had no idea what it was about. It seems to be about something taking place in ancient Egypt because that seemed to be one of the problems is the high production value and cost. And so they said, yo, it's not going to make it. New executive came in at Fox. They weren't feeling it. Poof, it was out of there. Well, apparently Spike TV is doing a King Tut miniseries. Yeah. Spike? And, yeah, Spike TV is wow. doing a King Tut miniseries, and hopefully Justin Bieber will not play King Tut. Is Spike Lee involved on Spike TV? No. No, no I don't believe so. <laughs> Dang it. Shout out to Spike Lee. I was over at the. Brooklyn. I think he did sue them though when they changed their name to Spike TV. I think you're right about yeah. that. Yeah, I think you're quite right which about is, that. Which is pretty dope. I mean, it's <laughs> ludicrous, but, but you know, go for it, Spike. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and shout out to Spike Lee. I was at his uh, block party this weekend for the twenty. Oh, how was that? Yeah, for yeah, for do the right thing. Very dope. Very yeah. dope. Wesley Snipes was there. Dave Chappelle, Public Enemy. Yeah, yeah. It was a very dope day in Brooklyn. Shout out to Spike Lee. Boycott sales. I got the T-shirt. You know, it was a great look, man. I'll tell you something. Actually, so the the, the it opened it, 25 years ago last Friday, and I saw it the week after it opened. So I saw Do the Right Thing at the Plaza Theater on Flatbush Avenue wow. 25 years ago this week. Wow. It probably was later in the week, but yeah. I definitely, <laughs> it's, it's when people are listening to this will actually be. 25th when, anniversary. When, no, when I, yeah, literally like 25 it. years to the day. That's crazy. Yeah, that's epic. You're an old man, Chico. I know. Wow. Man. Oh, um, yeah. And I, that was one of the first movies I actually cried in, man. Shed some real thug tears. When they choked Radio Raheem Radio out, Raheem. I was I was not ready for that. And also, shout out to Rosie Perez, because you did something for a young Ben Amin in that theater. Bro. Right. Oh, Lord. Man, that was also one of the movies that my mom, I think I sat apart from my parents, so they couldn't cover my eyes. Right. Great choice by me. Yeah, so that's it for that. Um I guess in film news and, well, no, we were talking TV. That's right. Oh, I cannot stop before I mention this because this is like the best news I've read all day. The Better Call Saul spinoff show of AMC's Breaking Bad, they're saying now it's not going to be just taking place after Breaking Bad. The timeline will jump around. Some episodes will take place before Breaking Bad. Some episodes will take place during Breaking Bad. It's showing you other scenes that didn't happen in the main series, and some episodes will take place after. So it's like you're going to get to see what I saw on the Internet today. Somebody said like a character study of Saul and what leads him, you know, to do the devious kind of acts that he does as a lawyer. Right, right, right. Did you see did you see Fargo at all? Because, you know, that actor was actually on Fargo. Wow. No. Yeah, Bob uh, Odenkirk. Yeah. No, I didn't. Dang yeah. it. People told me that Fargo was pretty good. Fargo was really good. I thought Fargo was really, really good. That alone will make me watch it. I watch yeah. anything with Bob Odenkirk in it. Um, dang, I'll definitely have to catch that now. But yeah, he, he doesn't have a big role. He has this, but but he has an important role. But it's not a big one. Ah, well, you could say that about about uh, Breaking Bad. Too. Yeah, true indeed. So Better Call Saul. They've already ordered the second season of it, so they definitely believe in the show so far. Right. It got delayed. I think I don't think it's coming out till next year now, till top of next year. But like I said, they've already ordered two series. I mean, two seasons. So it looks like they're believing in the show. Um, what's been, uh, what's been going on with Aaron Paul? Like, I know he did Need for Speed. Has he done anything else no, since? No, man. Well, he did an Xbox commercial. I know. Well, yeah. yeah, let's not, I mean, you know, I mean, you don't go from being on, like, the number one TV show to doing, I mean, that was the thing I kind of predicted he wasn't going to, that that was kind of going to be, like, his, his major. Peak. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be very difficult. It's, um, it's tough. I mean, that's a role of a lifetime for him. It is. It and, really you know, just is. like, you know, just like, uh, 
Walter White is a royal lifetime for Brian Cranston. It's you know it's tough for. But Brian Cranston sort of followed it up. He did you know the big budget Godzilla. He's starring as LBJ on Broadway. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's a little you know Xbox commercial, bro. I mean, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> That's what, Xbox commercial. I mean, I'm bitch. rooting for Aaron Paul. Believe me, I, I definitely would like to see him. But it was like when I saw the commercial of a Need for Speed during the finale of of. Uh, Breaking Bad, I was like, yo, this is not the right no. move for, you know, like, and I'm not sure what the right move. I don't think he should be going and doing some romance or like, you know, a dude wears my car type of movie. But like, I'm not sure what the answer is. I don't no. know what, what people think out there, but uh, we'll see. I think he's going to sort of disappear into the, you know, or he's going to end up on Better Call Saul. You he's know? definitely going to be on Better Call Saul. That's right. a given. I, I don't think he's, he's quite done. I feel, you know, Need for Speed was not the right choice for no. him. Not at all. Obviously, as the ratings and the reviews said, but I... I don't know. I don't. I think he's got more in store. I'm not right. gonna write him off. Uh, there was actually on Instagram they were showing off pictures. Uh, the guy who plays uh, Daryl on Walking Dead. Daryl's right. still alive. Yeah, Daryl's yeah. still alive. He was uh, actually Instagramming pictures of him and Aaron together, thus leading to speculation that he's going to be on The Walking Dead. So right, I guess in that same know. network, and you know, again, yeah, I mean that would be dope. Mm-hmm. And Walking Dead is obviously a huge show. Um, but it's an ensemble show, you know? I mean, it's, he would just be one of, you know, many. Yes. But we'll see what happens. I'm not going to write him off just yet. I think that's it for about TV news for the day tonight. And now it's time for Comics I Copped. And I've been waiting to talk about this for a minute now. I recommend this comic book all the time. Robert Kirkman's Invincible. Shout out to Robert Kirkman. He actually tweeted me uh, last week. We're working to get him on the show now. So if you want to blow up his Twitter, at Robert Kirkman, say he should come on Fan Bros Show, I wouldn't mind. But Invincible 112 and 111 dropped in the last two months. And I always pick up Invincible because it started out as a story of like a Superman analog character. And then it just completely goes off the rails about every six issues. So it just constantly is changing what it's all about and he promised huge changes in issue 111 he kept promising it for months leading up to it and by god did he deliver um has he been writing it since the beginning yes that's that's almost 10 years it's it is amazing wow and that's what makes invincible so great it's a creator-owned book he's written it since the beginning they've only changed artists once it started off with one artist and then ryan otley took over around issue six and this was like the first book that ryan yeah he's been doing it forever and this is like the first book that ryan ever did really you know he was a young artist uh kirkman found him on through the internet and so he's been developing his style since he started invisible and now to me he's one of the best like ryan Ali is an amazing artist and so they've been doing this run like you say 10 years or so and while and still keeping it fresh everything keeps on changing but in the latest issues huge spoiler alerts for those who ever read it yet it's sold out, so you should have already. But Robot, who up to this point had been one of Invincible's friends and teammates, and Robot's this guy who's, you know, basically can control army of robot suits, you know, and he's super smart and all this stuff. He'd been through a lot in the book. There was always hints that he wasn't always on the up and up, but he seemed to, you know, for 100 issues or so, he still seemed to be down with Invincible and the team. And the latest issue has revealed that none of that is true, and Robot has been working to take over the world for a while. And his plan is carried out in kind of a watchman way where he's sitting there telling one character about his plan while the plan is already being enacted. So you're sitting here telling him like, oh, yeah, you know, we're going to have to pacify some of these heroes because they're not going to go along with it. And he's sitting there murdering off heroes left and right as it's going down. So I urge everyone once again to check out Invincible. It's one of my favorite books. Just an amazing run. It shows no signs of slowing down. Every time you think it's going to slow down, he flips it and bounces it every which way you can imagine. It's just such a great book and such a different book from his Walking Dead, and you know which he also wrote and created before as a TV show and all that. So check it out. Robert Kirkman, Ryan Otley, Invincible, amazing book. How, now, is he writing anything else besides those two books? Or yes. I feel like I've seen other stuff that he's written. He also re- wrote uh, Thief of Thieves, right, which features right. um, your boy on the art. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, Thief of Thieves, I haven't picked up, but LOYC always tells me how good it is. It's already been optioned for a TV show. 
he's about to start a new horror comic that's not like Walking Dead. It's more about ghosts and the supernatural, I think. Right. And that looks to be pretty good. But and he's written a bunch of different stuff here and there for Marvel and whatnot. But now he's really focused. He's like one of the co-owners of Image Comics now. And he's focused on just doing independent books, which I really love because he can do whatever he wants. And that's what I really tell everybody why they should read Invincible, because it's it's not like Marvel where they plan some big summer event like right now with robot taking over the world. And six months later, it's all back to status quo. This will change everything. These heroes who are getting killed are getting killed dead. Robot is really taking over the world. There's going to be big problems and big repercussions from this. No, stuff is happening so because stuff is happening, not, you know, to pay shareholders or some big corporation. Yes. No, it is. It's definitely one of the best books you can read. And if you're just in the mainstream like Marvel and DC, I recommend you get on the Invincible train. Real quick, I also have to shout out another independent book that I'm definitely in love with off the bat after, after its first issue. And that's The Wicked and the Divine by Kieran Gillen and Jamie McKelvey. I've mentioned them before on this show. They wrote a book, Young Avengers. I don't know if you right, were here. I remember for some... you talking about that a lot last. I remember that last summer. <laughs> These two, I'd never really read their stuff before this. They did another book, a phonogram before this, which I went back and read, which is also amazing. But I'd never heard of them even before the Young Avengers, and I thought that they wouldn't be to handle Young Avengers because that's a property. I love that the story and the characters by the previous, the, cre- the original creators of this new version of the Young Avengers. Right. It wasn't Kieran Gillen and Jamie McKelvey. Like, they came on to do a second series about them. And I was like, oh, I don't know, because the Young Avengers was so well done the first time out, I didn't think that anyone could top it. Their version of the Young Avengers quickly became the best version of me. It's a 13-issue series that you can pick up and read the whole thing, and it's done and over. They're not writing it anymore, and it was amazing. They've now moved on to this image book, you know, image the company, same uh, producers of Invincible and many other great books, The Wicked and the Divine. It's about this set of gods who comes back to Earth every 90 or so years. And this time when they come back, they're resurrected into the form of pop idols like the Britney Spears, the Justin Biebers of the world are these gods in teenage form. Only the first issues come out so far. I recommend finding it. It's sold out in a lot of comic stores, but you can still find it online for cover price. It's amazing. Check it out. These guys are just doing some of the best comics out there right now. If you're a big fan of music like me, they make me feel inadequate with their music knowledge. It's all kind of stuff going on, all kind of you know references. There's a great David Bowie reference on the cover of the second issue. So they're dropping science. Yeah, it is amazing. The Wicked and the Divine, Kieran Gellin, Jamie McKelvey. Check it out as soon as you can. Awesome book. And you're not reading anything of the Marvel or DC stuff right now. Like that, I'm sure they're doing their big summer stunts right now. Oh, no, I've talked about it. I'm reading uh, Original Sin by Marvel, which is really good, actually. Uh, Jason Aaron, who wrote Scalped, yes, is yes. writing that for them. Yeah. And that's really good. It had one of the best lines of the year where Bucky told the Punisher that he wasn't scared of a man who couldn't protect his own kids. Ooh. Yeah, Ooh. it was, I I mean, it stopped me in my tracks right. when I read that line. I was like, oh, God, that's so cold-blooded. Like, how do you tell somebody that? And why didn't the Punisher just shoot Bucky right, in the face say, immediately? I mean, exactly. Yeah, but it was such a great line that I forgave that So Bucky's not the Winter Soldier? No, he's still the Winter, he's the oh, winter okay, Soldier. Yeah. Yeah. Bucky the Winter Soldier, you know, right. whatever. But, yeah, it was, oh, my God, that's like one of the best lines of the year. So now I still read some Marvel. DC also has their summer event. Um, Future's End, which I'm reading, but it's really kind of confusing, and I have no clue what it's all about, so that's why I haven't talked about it much on the show yet, if you're wondering. Also, Valiant Comics, another independent uh, producer who I really like, has their big summer blockbuster out, uh, Armor Hunters, which is it involves the Exo Man of War right. and all their titles. It's pretty good so far, but... It, it kind of has that feel of, like, let's see if these big changes that they're doing right. stick after this is over. But I really like the Valiant books. You know, the resurrection of the whole Valiant universe has been done well. They have Turok? No, they didn't bring back Turok. I'm not sure if Turok is owned by them still, but they right. did bring back Harbringers, Exo, Man of War, Quantum and Woody. I don't know if I've had a chance to shout it out on this show, but go buy the trades of Quantum and Woody right now. Definitely one of the most the best books out on the shelves. 
Valiant's been doing some good work. So we'll see how Armor Hunters. I'll be talking more about it next week, probably. I think the second issue is coming out this week, so I'll talk some more about that when I got some more knowledge. And with that, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back to wrap up this episode of Fan Yo, yo, what's up, yo? This is me, DMC, and the place to be. We went on a... That's a blooper. Keep that one. <laughs> yo, yo, what's up, yo? This is me, DMC, and the place to be. And when I'm not on the road doing shows, the place for me is right here with the one and only Fan Bros, because they know how it goes. Yeah. And welcome back, Fan Bros. We're about to wrap up this episode. I hope you've been enjoying it as much as me and Chico Lico. Uh, Chico Lico. Yeah, Chico Lico. That's a new one. Butcher of names strikes again. Right. Chico Lico is in the house. Loco Chico. Chio. <laughs> However you want to do it. Right. We're here on Fan Bros Show. We've been talking about best worst movies, your guilty pleasure movies. So let us know those in the comments. Also, once again, I have to say, fanbros.com is getting new additions this week. We got a store coming to Fanbros. You'll finally be able to get your hand on a Listen to Fanbros shirt, a logo t-shirt, or the first of our theme design t-shirts by Ty the Robot. My mayor is a dog. My mayor is a dog. That joint is so awesome, yo. I cannot wait for y'all to see this design. It is so swift. Any fan of True Blood or of just ridiculousness will love this shirt. I'm going to be wearing it for the rest of the summer as soon as I get my hands on it. My mayor is a dog. Listen to Fan Bros. All these will be coming to fanbros.com. We'll be there by the time you hear this episode. So make sure you go. Don't just hit the donate button. Now you don't have to just donate. Now you can get something bad for your donation. You can get a fresh t-shirt. You can get all kind of good stuff. But don't forget about our donate button. For less than the price of a cup of coffee per day, you can keep the fan bros in business. Thank you to everyone who's been donating. Yo, the, the support is unbelievable. Thank you so much. We love you all. Anything else, Chico, before we get out of here? Uh, not not that I can think of. Um, what uh, I'm, I'm definitely, what, what color is the, uh, I saw the design of the uh, My Mare is a Dog shirt, and it definitely looks awesome. You'll be able to get it in any color, oh, bro. Wow. It's red bubble. You know, we right. got we got an online store popping. Right. You can choose your own color. All right, well, that's dope. Yeah. yeah. I want to get one in nice bright red because, right. you know, I've been told I look good in red, so that's how I'm going to do it. You know, listen to Fan Bros in the red with the gold print letters on it butter you know the limited edition you can if you find me i'll give you one but if you can't find me you can go right there and boom order your own all around the world so fanbros.com it's where it'll all be this week thank you for tuning in to another episode let us know your guilty pleasure movies anything else done i don't know it seems to be it i think that's it for this week all right well thank you god bless and good night later